in the prison. It's an odd uh, the prisoner podcast. Welcome to Imprisoned in Prison on the Prisoner Prison Cast. I'm your host, Wild Bill Mark. This is Bill, your Bill other Mark. co-host, Wild Bill Matt. Well, you have the same, you have the same <laughs> thing twice. That's so lazy. <laughs> I, Speaking I, I, of lazy, I was gonna be rootin' tootin'. <laughs> You're rootin' tootin' fresh fruit and pancake, Matt. Matt. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? They don't have cool names in this episode. No, they just have number. They don't even have numbers in this episode. They don't do even they? have numbers. They're just. In fact, I had uh, had to find out the one guy was called the kid from reading trivia online because they never really say. Well, he doesn't really talk much until the end. No, but let's face it. He's the most compelling thing here. Oh God, yeah. That is, he's that's, <laughs> well. Anyway, we're talking about living in harmony. Living, living in harmony the most ironically harmony the most ironically named town ever <laughs> you don't think it's harmonious here no it's like the drag all that happens around. is people just keep getting beat up and killed <laughs> there's nothing else no one does anything else <laughs> no one even milks a cow or like i think someone might play the piano once but and mostly then, it's and just gets people thrown across the room it's mostly people hitting each other until someone shoots everyone. Yeah, I think I wrote the note sucker punch like five times. This is oh, and cigarette sucker burn. I wrote that too. <laughs> this, is a, this is like a it's a weirdly repetitive episode because it's probably the most vi it's it is the most violent episode of the prisoner. Okay. Right? Why did why think? did this episode ha- Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Why did this episode happen? Well, let me tell you, amongst other things, in the trivia, David Tomlin, who co-wrote Arrival, that's the pilot, returns to both co-write and direct this episode. He will be back to co-write and direct The Girl Who Was Death. Our other co-writer is Ian Rakoff, a South African filmmaker who mostly worked as assistant editor on films such as You Must Be Joking, Give a Dog a Bone, and Deliverance. Rakoff came up with a basic idea for the episode and based it on his experiences with a leftist group in apartheid-era South Africa, specifically the time another group member stopped him from just straight-up shooting a racist during a night out, telling him he needed to be more disciplined if he wanted to become a full member of the group. Uh, coming in at 15th in production order, this is the lowest-rated Prisoner episode on IMDb, coming, at, at a, coming in at a 7.0. But it was still, nonetheless, the episode that Patrick McGowan most enjoyed making. He selected. He, did. <laughs> he wanted to be in a Western. He selected this from multiple story ideas presented by remaining crew who didn't leave with George Markstein. Uh, so he picked Ian Rakoff's story idea. The episode was actually left out of the American run of the series because CBS was afraid that number six's refusal to use a gun would be interpreted as an interpreted as an anti-war statement at the height of the Vietnam War. Uh, McGowan actually took quick draw lessons while filming Ice Station Zebra, and many of the crew placed bets on whether McGowan or co-star Alexis Kanner was the quicker draw, the latter having begun practicing himself while McGowan was 
off making Ice Station Zebra. In the end, the kid was actually the faster draw in the take used in the episode. If you were wondering, the episode was filmed in England at MGM Borehamwood, Hertfordshire, not in the United States. Speaking of the kid, a.k.a. number eight, he's played by Alexis Kanner, as I mentioned earlier. Born to... Born in France to a family of displaced Jewish refugees, he ended up in Europe acting in series such as Softly, Softly, and Deadline Midnight. It was decided to make his character in this episode mute to make him more menacing, so he ended up the only main actor in the episode not to have to do a foreign accent. He will contribute a voiceover to one more episode of The Prisoner and then appear in the finale as a different number. Uh, Our number two this week, a.k.a. The Judge, a.k.a. The Mayor, is played by David Bauer. He was an American actor who was born in Chicago in 1917, but he settled in Great Britain during the Red Scare and found most of his success on British television, usually playing crooked Americans. You can also catch him in Flaming Fury, as well as Wait Till the Sun Shines, Nelly. Finally, we have Valerie French as Kathy, a.k.a. number 22. She was a British leading lady who was once crowned Miss Galaxy in the early 1950s, then moved to Hollywood in 1954 to try for more roles, meeting with mixed results. She ended up with only 37 acting credits overall, which include Marriage a la Mode, The Hard Man, and The Four Skulls of Jonathan Drake. He collected the skulls, did he? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Whether he has four heads, that's four skulls. I like the I like the idea that he has one head with four skulls in it. Okay, like like a Russian nesting doll. Yes. Okay. No, it's I just guess... like they're just all piled up in a in a big clump, and he's just skin <laughs> all over it. Right. Um, Such a charmer. You were gonna tell us a story too, I think. Yes, I am. Here we go. It's summary time. We open on number six turning in his sheriff's badge and gun in a western town. He's in a Western now. He's a cowboy now. As he's leaving town, he's attacked by several men and then wakes up in a strange other Western town, a town called Harmony. He goes to a saloon and meets the mayor of the town, also known as the judge, who wants to hire number six, but he is not interested. He also meets a bizarre gunman known as the kid, whose job it is to guard the local jail. The kid is eager to start trouble, but number six is unfazed. After unintentionally inciting a mob, number six is put into jail for protective custody, but the mob is allowed to lynch the brother of a saloon girl named Kathy instead. Later, we see Kathy distract the kid in order to steal his key to let number six out because she fears for his life. But then number six is just captured again and brought to the bar to face the judge. The judge says he is free to go, but Kathy is guilty of helping him escape, and she is then captured. He then makes a deal with number six that if he agrees to become sheriff of the town, he will let Kathy go, and number six reluctantly agrees, taking the badge but refusing the gun. The judge then plots to get number six to want to carry a gun by having unarmed men attack him again. Number six asks Kathy to escape with him, but while he is dispatching guards to clear a way for them to escape safely, The kid is sent by the judge to kidnap Kathy, but gets entirely too wrapped up in the job and accidentally kills her. Number six finds her corpse and gives her a proper burial, and then finally picks up a gun to go and shoot everyone. He starts by having a shootout with the kid, which he easily wins, and then when the judge shows up to tell him that he has Kathy captive, number six informs him that she is already dead, and then he kills all of the judge's men. 
only to get shot in the head by the judge himself. Number six then snaps out of the control of a mind control device that's on his head and realizes that although the Western prop town is real, he's been interacting with cardboard cutouts the whole time and he's dressed in his usual village attire. And in fact, he's been in a section of the village the whole time. He rushes to the Green Dome and realizes that the judge, Kid, and Kathy are numbers 2, 8, and 22 and have been working him the whole time. After number six leaves in disgust, number two, Numbers 2 and 8 argue about the futility of the experiment while 22 sulks off. Number 8 follows 22 to the fake saloon, but something isn't right. He starts calling her Kathy and strangling her as if he was still role-playing as the kid. Number 6 hears her screaming and rushes in, but he's too late. 22 dies in his arms, wishing it had all been real. Right as number 2 arrives, number 8 screams nonsense about the judge hitting him and runs up the stairs and jumps to his death. Western! (laughs) <laughs> okay sure um I, I guess this is kind of like all of westworld like all of whatever how many seasons like condensed into one episode that's kind of nice it i i did see it theorized that this was supposed to be a, a metaphor for the entire series like like instead of doing a clip show they just filtered the entire series through a western that's great that's the best clip show ever <laughs> i mean <laughs> second best i mean we have avatar the last oh. airbender Oh, I thought you were talking about uh, Star Trek Shades of Grey. No, that is not the best clip show. <laughs> well, that's notorious as a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this one's definitely weird, though. Um, and also, I, I, de- I thought the kid came across sort of like the, you know, man the black or whatever he is in Westworld. Yul Brenner or, um, or, or why can't I remember his name style? Newer man in black on Westworld. I don't remember. Ed Harris. Jeez. Okay. There we go. Okay. I've only seen the movie. I haven't seen the series. Okay. I'm but, sorry. Yeah, I mean, well, I haven't watched the series either. So I could be completely conflating things, but it has that sort of like Western veneer. They, they have the, you know, the customers and all that, I guess. But yeah, I didn't get that deep in Westworld. So I guess I'll stop talking about that. Other than it came to mind, especially with the menacing cowboy. How menacing did you find the kid? Very. I was terrified of him. Yeah, yeah. I thought they had a good, like, he kind of had a Pennywise vibe a little bit, too. It was like a Frank Nitty. They could have put some, like, some, you know, white paint on his face just to really top it off, I think. Yes, he he wouldn't have been out of place in a David Lynch film, which is not (laughs) something I could say for a whole, as as, uh, advanced or whatever, forward-thinking as this series is, there aren't a whole lot of people who have been in it who I'd be like, you could just put him in Lost Highway, but you could put that guy in Lost Highway. Yeah. Now we are sure about um Six's past profession in, in the Western world because he was the sheriff. That's clear. Yes. So I don't this know. This is a lot like Hammer into Anvil where I'm like, this is fun to watch and competently made, but it's so repetitive that it borders on stupid. <laughs> it's just yeah. like he case- leaves, gets beat up, leaves, gets beat up, leaves, gets beat up, leaves, gets beat up, shoots everyone. That's pretty yeah. much the summary. I could have just said that for the summary. <laughs> oh, then he wakes up and then everyone dies. Yeah. Well, I, I said there is something satisfying about watching Six just rip apart everybody, you know? Yeah, it's good <laughs> catharsis. I feel like, in general, this is good catharsis. Like, what do you want to do if you're stressed out because your uh, series has been such a huge pain to produce? Mm-hmm. Uh, make a Western and just, like, take it out by just killing guys over and over. <laughs> So yeah, I, I like that. Um, I, I, I do like also um, 
when they have the trial for for was there for number 22 i, I don't kathy um they mm-hmm. they have the verdict before the plea that was kind of fun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that you know you could trace that directly back to what dance dance of the dead dance with the dead is it dance I, I of the dead or dance with the dead i think it's of but now you're making me doubt myself which is a very village tactic of you you must be number it's like two. the dance of doubt well you dance <laughs> the dance of doubt and uh wonder about well yes it is um to me it was as much as i just kind of like crapped all over it by saying it was repetitive and dumb i do think the ending was great like the ending was such a 180 because you really uh were were you expecting you've seen this before <laughs> I you know wasn't what necessarily i'm, I'm not sure, sure i had seen this one before to be honest okay were you expecting a, a tie-in or were you ex- to back to the village or were you expecting that this might just be like a weird like standalone thing and it would just not be explained i, I was expecting we'd get into the village just at the very end because otherwise it's completely incoherent right but the ending <laughs> was so dark i mean <laughs> you you the thing is that since the episode you know obviously isn't reality you're you're sort of watching it the whole time like oh this is kind of a fun detour and then the ending is just completely dark. Like you don't, this, this show does not usually end with people just like dying senselessly. And that's just, although happened. we have, we have all the like convincing deaths and harmony, right? Where they get shot and all that sort of stuff. But then I found like the deaths of eight and 22 were like super unconvincing. Like he just kind of strangles her for like two seconds. Right. And she's dead. She looks tired. Yeah. She looks yeah, tired, it, and then he falls off of the the railing, and he's like, "It's not that high, you know. Like he might he might yeah, have sprained feet. his sprained his back or something. It doesn't seem like he should be dead." Again, this you can tie this back to Hammer into Anvil, where you see the lady die at the beginning, and it doesn't really make sense. You don't see the guy actually attack her. You don't really see what you see her jump out a window and then she's just on the street and that's yeah. sort of the end of it. That's three twilight zone. Okay. But yeah, my last mm-hmm. note is, but it seemed that number six just drove some folks straight onto the death train. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, um, you could say it's like the, the fantasy, the leading man fantasy of like, she's so, she loves him so much from being in his fake Western that, that she just, that she can't live without him. And then number eight can't live without her i not entirely clear i guess very romantic yeah it's a weird love triangle that just is like um you know what it really reminds me of is existence <laughs> yeah okay it's been a while since i've seen that but um i was thinking though this this actually it's not it's not like virtual reality it's like you know psychedelic drug augmented reality or something right yeah it's augmented reality but you know nobody knew what no one I don't think anyone could have necessarily foreseen like goggles that would display. Maybe, maybe that did exist. You know what? No what, idea. Okay. Here, here's the one thing that was really missing from this episode that I wanted after he wakes up and finds the cardboard cutouts. They should have had flashbacks to him interacting with the cardboard cutout. <laughs> yes. That would have been amazing. <laughs> that, that, that is high soul, very missing from this episode that we need a few flashes. Oh, that's what was actually happening. <laughs> just have him like trying to ride a horse, but it's just like a cardboard cutout and it just keeps flopping around. And he's like lying behind it. Like he's but... being dragged along going, Oh, by the cardboard cutout. <laughs> that, like that all would... the, 
he's like shooting all the cardboard cutouts and they're all like beating him up. Right, right. Yeah. That would have been great. What else did I have on the, the list here? Um oh yeah, there was that sign for the bishop in the background. Since we've already had like the colonel and the general, I, I definitely kind of that the poster caught my eye. Like, who's the bishop? Is it another computer? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably a Western guy. I guess yeah, in this yeah, case, I, maybe. But well, I'm just thinking: Are we going to get into the bishop now? Because we got hints of the general before we really got to the general, right? So, I think if we got all 26 episodes, then there would have been a bishop episode and like a what a rook episode. We had we've had a rook already, haven't we? Well, the we've rook, rook was a checkmate, checkmate. Yeah, but he he didn't have any position of power to speak of. But I guess there's no general. Also, the generals, yeah, as well say, general and the colonel are not chess pieces either. So. <laughs> Has there been a sergeant? Yeah, no, um, no, come on, that's that, that's still that's enlisted men, right? We need talking, a corporal. We need corporal punishment. I'm corporal need, punishment. <laughs> right. We need we need guys that have you know uh, commissions, right? That can have sergeant a step up or lift. Sergeant, sergeant slaughter. Sergeant slaughter to come in and be like, I'm sergeant slaughter. I'm gonna <laughs> teach you how to. Be American, yo Joe. See, that's what should happen this episode. If he's on drugs anyway, you could have something like, like that. Like Sergeant Slaughter just kind of bursts in because he's he's tripping. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where uh, they don't go. I mean, honestly, obviously they want to make a western. I get that, but if if we're just like, oh, he's tripping and playing with cardboard cutouts, you know, we could get a lot weirder. <laughs> <laughs> I would, would uh, way weirder. I I, I would wanna, love that. Yeah, I kind of want a rover to show up in the in the western. What if rover shows up and it's like a what would rover be like a, a big like tumbleweed? A cow? Yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rover's a giant tumbleweed, but that that is one thing I thought there was going to be like a rover analogy in the western town, and and I guess there wasn't. So they they, they, they didn't have... commit super hard to t to connecting the dots. I think that's why I wasn't sure there was going to be a connection at the end. Yeah, it really is sort of like Magoon wants to make a western. <laughs> pick up the gun, son. Pick it up. I don't yeah, but he didn't pick up, the gun. pick up the gun. So I want you to rate from one to ten. Rate his uh, American accent. I was watching pretty late last night, and I guess I just didn't care. Also, keep in mind in my regular interactions, there's so many accents now. I just quit paying attention to what accent I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> say it was pretty bad. Okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't. Was, okay, maybe I didn't it's think like, he was oh, doing an part. I'm not for hire. <laughs> it's like <laughs> that thing. I feel like I'm gonna have to watch it again now. I don't know. I was perfectly happy watching him be a. Now I don't. Now he, he, he wouldn't be a cowboy. He was a sheriff, right? So no, he was a retired sheriff who was then forced to be a sheriff again, and then Resigned wasn't a sheriff. sheriff. He, he quit being a sheriff, and then he was a sheriff again, and then he quit being a sheriff again, and then he was just like a murderer. <laughs> yeah. In real, in both ways. Well, I guess he didn't actually murder those people at the end. They just died, but... I mean, vigilante. Yeah, he didn't murder... He didn't murder people in real life. I'm talking about the village people, yeah. He just murders the village people. Cutouts, you gotta stay at the death MCA. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> I can't believe it took us this long to make a village people joke. <laughs> this is like episode fourteen or something. Thirteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were so close, and you screwed it all, all up. Good. So. <laughs> I'm. That's what I'm here for is to throw the wrench. Um. Yeah. This is fun. It was dumb fun. Oh, here's another sign. Uh, so I mentioned the, mm -hmm. the the bishop or whatever. There was yeah. also one. 
what what those prickly pear beers it's just i don't know okay i guess it makes more sense reading it today but prickly pear beer. somehow those words together like, just don't look right i i guarantee you i could find a prickly pear beer at a brewery here now but that maybe probably wasn't something that would exist in like 1860 or whatever it is right maybe it's because it's prickly l-e-y at the end p-r-i-c-k-l-e-y is that right i didn't notice that Okay, I that sign I just saw it and I like had to think about it for a second because it just it doesn't roll off the tongue and it doesn't roll through the brain well. I don't know prickly pear. When I think prickly pear, I think of like a refreshing fruity taste. I don't know if that's accurate, but it mm. seems like a flavor of snapple or something, right? Yeah, I guess so. Um, it wouldn't actually stab you when you drink it, probably. Maybe in the so- old west it would. I was definitely down with the Wild West fashions here. I mean, as, at least as far as they're aping the Hollywood ones and not what people in the West actually wore, right? I mean, but yeah, they, they probably the just had wardrobe that was sitting there. And, you know, this is a bunch of just... I mean, you just got to get a, someone in a nice work clothes and a hat, right? So it's not that hard. It's, but I, it does look, even filmed in England, I felt like it had a nice Western look to it. It looked right I mean, for the most part. Yeah, I I just like I know I've said this before. I'm not like a huge fan of western stuff because all of it is just so repetitive. <laughs> it's like at yeah. least it, to I mean to be fair a lot of space stuff is repetitive too because again they're just reusing props. I I kind of am more interested in stuff where you know, like the prisoner where they're using where they're using a weird town and they have props that are not particularly repurposable. Well, yeah, you have to, right, exactly. And in this episode, you do have to be thinking, why? I mean, it it, it has, it doesn't feel quite as dry as a Western because you're trying to work out what the, the mind game is, too. And you know there mm-hmm. is one, right? Even if it's on the viewer, mm-hmm. which is yeah, it's on both, I guess, in the end. So that's cool. Um, I wasn't entirely sure. I was thinking that it might really just be, it might really just be, well, it wraps up like a Western wraps up and then maybe he just wakes up at the end, but. Like it, like he was just having a nice sleepy time. That, that like this is what number six's normal dreams are. I I assumed that since there was pressure being put on him to say why he quit being the sheriff, that there was some kind of uh, outside influence. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, that that throws a wrench in the normal western thing. I I think for me, uh, western it's too brown usually. Mm-hmm. So I tend yeah. to prefer a Western if it's like a 1930s, like black and white one, right? I mean, my favorite Western is actually, is actually the proposition, which is an Australian Western is just like completely different. It's different enough. And it's also incredibly violent, like yeah. RoboCop level violent. See, if I'm going to watch a Western, I, I probably want like a singing cowboy or something, you know? Well, that's the, the other thing is you don't get a singing cowboy in that movie, but you do get the Nick Cave soundtrack. And there's oh, parts cool. where you, Nick Cave sings to you. So okay. if that appeals to you, I'd highly recommend that film. A little, a little different than Gene Autry, but sure. <laughs> yes, yes, I believe that Nick Cave would be a little... Not, not, not a, like a 100% different, but... But know, I, I, anyway, uh, this had just enough color splash of 60s mod, I think, to kind of throw it off the north. Like, like the kid, definitely, with his weird yes. red long johns, you know? <laughs> you get that, and... and Number bright six, red blood a, a, yeah the bright right, you know we're getting proto <laughs> wild bunch blood um yeah. <laughs> number six is quite blue so you get some blue there that's nice it's yeah i think kathy is actually 
pretty colorful. I've I've actually found her really compelling. Like the thing is, even if this episode was kind of dumb, the principal cast was like great. Oh yeah, like, the, uh, even for even for the show. It? Yeah, she, or, uh, Valerie French. Yeah. Also, yeah, but I, both of them are all three of them are great actually in this. They really um even, little observation. Even if, they're they're mm-hmm. a little younger than the normal prisoner guest stars. Might that have something to do with it? Possibly. <laughs> like they feel a little more lively because they're not like fifty five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they they just yeah, I guess we don't we don't usually have like actors that are trying to like kind of make out with each other and stuff like that. Yeah. That is actually unusual for this show. Um, but, I mean, I'm thinking yeah, who stands has... out for me, I guess the number two who didn't understand the show at all from hammer and the anvil, he kind of, or was it? It's your funeral. Uh, that, the guy uh, that... It's your funeral. That's the guy who was sort of like, like he was in the monkeys or something. Yeah. But I think, I like, think, hey, it's... man, <laughs> I think it's pretty common that actors don't understand the show in this series i don't think it was just him i think it was lots of people (laughs) that's entirely possible i mean this the the fun thing is that this guy was an american who had to do a british accent we almost never if that might be the only case of that in the entire series yeah but anyway the um yeah i feel like the guest cast in here like kind of stood out like even more Mm -hmm. than usual so that was kind of cool oh here's a question for you would you okay. rather would you rather live in harmony or live in paradise with David Lee Roth? Wait, is living in paradise is there like a film where David Lee Roth is in paradise? I don't know. No, that's his hit song. That's from his solo career. Just okay, I'd rather living in paradise. I'll straight up say I'd rather live in the village than live in harmony. Well, I didn't give you that choice. That was okay. I'll choices. live in paradise with David Lee Roth. Then. <laughs> Harmony sucks. I don't want to live there. That's off. That's the worst place we've seen in the entire city. I'd rather live on the boat where the German guys are trying to kill me. That was like, oh, 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 not that boat. boat. Sorry, my my other one was like, would you rather live in harmony? What was it? Sorry, I have a note for that, which I'll I guess I'll tell you in a moment because it was okay. I was just like. It was entertaining how close you were coming to what I had written down, um, <laughs> which I now cannot find. So you you have to say something interesting then. Something interesting then. I was hoping it was going to take like longer. <laughs> <than that>. um, <laughs> Throw in the wrench. Throw in the wrench. Um, so yeah, the basically these episodes that are referred to as the padding episodes which are the episodes after George Mark's scene left and before the finale. Um, yeah, Patrick I think that's McGuin, why maybe I haven't seen it before because I like kind mm-hmm. of like there was no appeal to watching these except that we're doing a podcast and we have to do them now. And this one was quite enjoyable to watch. I liked watching it, you know? Yeah, it was fun. I didn't, you know, it. it's, well, at Cameron Anvil, it's stupid, but it was like fun to watch. Because it's like smart stupid, watching though. Fun it's, stuff. It's, it's, like, it's like watching smart people be stupid, you know? It's watching smart people maybe misunderstand how smart westerns actually are. If that <laughs> oh, makes any sense. Like, yeah. yeah, I make a western, you you get beat up and you go back to the saloon and you get beat up again, you go to jail <laughs> and you then you make out with a guy and take his key and let the prisoner out and then you kill you beat up the guards and then you shoot everyone. That's western. Yeah. Right? That works. Um, okay, here. I, I did find my note by the way. Um it was it was my other let's... choice. Which was Guns and Rye and Harmony, or playing on the boat in the village, the one with the broken people. Oh, 
that because okay, that's yeah, when you said I thought you were going to reference that boat, but you're referencing the German no. for many happy returns. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's like the the um, there was a lot of points in the trivia about uh, Ian Rakoff basing this on his like experience with the leftist group, but it's like there isn't that much there really. There isn't there isn't a whole lot to this. It's sort of like when people want to do I don't know if this was came out now maybe they'd be like let's do a zombie episode but like zombie movies aren't about zombies it's like western westerns that are good aren't really about just being being a cowboy and shooting about people, sucker punching know? and shooting but i i, I like to be about again <laughs> it, this is a complete faux western right like in every mm -hmm. sense of the word <laughs> yes like, these are what the, the, the russian or the british higher-ups or whoever's in charge constructed right you so could also just, just argue that this is a perfect example of dream logic. And yeah, if you had a dream that you were in a Western, it probably would be like this. You're just like, well, I have to beat up guys again. And then I'm kind of stuck again. in a loop. You can't really get mm -hmm. out of town. Yeah. That, so that's... it works perfectly as a dream logic episode about being in a dream or a VR so, game. So again, I guess that getting to my normal question, what's the mind game here? Is it just to like, trip him out on lsd and put him in a situation set make the set and setting so weird that he just like starts spilling the beans like a babbling idiot is that is well we that basically whole... know what the mind game is because uh numbers two and eight are arguing about it at the end and the mind game was just <laughs> to get him to confess and then they they obviously it didn't work and it's really interesting that that uh number eight is like no it's your fault you did you messed up where clearly it's number eight who's like entire fault it was like he's the one who in the uh game strangled the lady to death and then he lost control and strangled her again <laughs> in real life and then jumped off a building it's like that that's one of the most interesting that's why i said the ending really makes this episode great it's because so the mind because, game worked on him and it worked on the wrong person yeah basically. It really did. It worked on the wrong person in like a weird, subtle way, which we, which is why it reminds me of Existence. Because I don't want to completely spoil that movie because I'm sure a lot of people haven't seen it. But there's basically most of that movie is in a VR space, and there's a thing where where uh, the the real life spills into it and out of it. The right. themes, yeah. you know what I mean. I saw it. I think I saw it with you opening night, and that's the last time I saw it. So, <laughs> I think that uh, was last time I saw it too. But I usually okay. watch movie. I usually watch movies once because I'm a psychopath. I guess um, it's stuck in your head better. Okay. Yes. Well, that's that's a good way to remember movies. Never watch them more than once, and then none of them take precedence over the others. Mm. Oh, interesting. Uh, for the shootout scene in my notes, I just wrote, "Oh, he's quitting again." <laughs> 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 i mean i guess that's one way people quit their job sometimes i was kind of surprised that he ended up shooting people i thought he was gonna stick to his non-guns and not ever shoot anyone then he was just like all he right did not batman it. in the end no just he, like just like affleck did in batman he started shooting he reversed, people straight away he reversed batman well i mean remember batman returns when batman like turns his car around backwards and sets a clown on fire in the first one minute of the film <laughs> uh, honestly Man. not really that that, that, that did one happen never, that one never really gelled with me oh that's my favorite yeah i don't know what Batman. It, that's i mean a lot of people say that i don't know Something it's the about... weird one 
it's the weird one <laughs> i mean that's there's no way there's no like way around that like i think that is the weirdest batman film with possibly batman begins being the second weirdest or maybe I feel the like all thing. the 90s ones are pretty weird but like i actually disagree i think batman forever and batman and robin are like completely non-weird Oh, okay. like, I think they're they're actually so campy that there's no weirdness because everything is sort of like uh, so surface level that nothing matters. Like oh, it can't so be you weird. Need, like an attempt. You need a. I need to... a. I need things like the part where um, I'm trying to think of a good example of like um, just a, just a casual example of weirdness that doesn't that wouldn't exist in a uh, in a campy Batman movie is like just. Remember in RoboCop where it's like um, Dick Jones threatens that guy and he just like they're in the bathroom and he just like kind of shoves his hand all over his face. Yeah, yeah. Gets all up in his face like that kind of thing. That's what I want in Batman movies. I want people to just get it. Just get really uncomfortable with each other. Like the the, um, the well, thing where the scarecrow is in it and he just like is kind of like freaking out and just gave batman drugs and is getting all up in his face and i only saw that one once too but this series has a lot of that so i guess this is your kind of weird yes <laughs> yes oh the kid from this episode yes that is my kind of weird like he would fit right in in batman returns you could just <laughs> put him in there it would be totally he could just be hanging out with uh christopher walken it would totally make sense okay i, I can go with that i don't I don't know what it is about that one. It never got to me, but yeah, it's it's almost like I want to that to be my favorite, but it's 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 not. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting to me. Maybe it's how not colorful Gotham enough. City. Well, it's interesting to me how Gotham City is all different. Like in that movie specifically, it's kind of like a snow globe. Mm. While it's like in the first Burton Batman, uh, Gotham City is more like sort of a neon, neon washed type. It's more of an eighties look. And yeah. Batman Returns, it turns way more into like a Burton thing. Like it looks more like where Edward Scissorhands would just live. Mm. And uh, oh, I also feel pretty strongly that Batman Returns kind of had a Gotham City that looked interesting. And then the Dark Knight, Gotham City was just Chicago. Yeah, well, that makes sense too. I mean, that's that, that, it see, makes I'd sense, but it's a sucked. less weird approach. <laughs> I mean, it sucked. <laughs> the The actual, you know, like the movie was good, but the actual like city itself sucked. Which is Chicago? Okay, okay. I mean, I like that. Chicago. I love Chicago. Don't get mad at me, Chicago. I mean, you, you, our number two this week is from Chicago. I love Chicago, but it's not Gotham City. You know, it's not like I heard. I heard was it New York is Gotham in the day, and uh, Chicago is Gotham at night. I guess it makes sense. Okay, like I feel like you should. They should just do a Gotham City that's just New Orleans. Mm. Like that's Gotham. That should be. A comic book movie world that's part of why bad lieutenant port of call new orleans is the best superhero movie okay. oh yeah that's a great movie <laughs> <laughs> that's the best batman movie I don't, I, know nick, I don't know if nick cage is the joker or batman i think he's the joker but you know i, no I, I batman think, yeah I, I think um i think color out space has replaced that as my favorite crazy nick cage movie though I honestly feel like those are neck and neck. I love both of them. They're they're both fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. They're definitely I mean they're they're both the contenders, right? So um I guess I'm so happy that uh what's his name? Richard Richard Harris. No, that's not his name. Ed Harris. 
already I already had to remember Ed Harris's name once. I'm oh, sorry, I director? have to look it up. Uh, Richard Stanley. I'm happy yeah. that Richard Stanley is making films after his Island of Dr. Moreau is taken away from him. He's still in that, you know. He is in it. He snuck in. Yeah, and got some of a bunch of But he was the director, like a, though. But he wasn't when he was in the background. He had already quit and disappeared. <laughs> he was the and, director. He was he, the director, and he had this awesome concept art for a really cool take on the film and then it was taken from him and then he went insane did a bunch of drugs and snuck into anyway <laughs> see the film island of lost souls that is also a fantastic film you've seen that right Be better than i i've heard better than the island of dr morrell yeah, easily yeah. <laughs> so but yeah i just love that story that uh he that he's still in the film after going on a wire wild bender after getting pushed off of the film so that's that's cool. that i mean that's that's some prisoner stuff like that's just number six level stuff yeah you could really make an entire series about the making of that film and it would be very prisoner like <laughs> i think <laughs> So I, I do. I felt like the weirdest and most magical moment here is when he's waking up in the saloon and you hear the marching band in the distance. I thought that was mm -hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, it was a great touch. <laughs> yeah, but is does that mean the village is actually set up like Disneyland, like the Port Melian areas, like Fantasyland, and then this is like Frontier Town or whatever? Do they have a Tomorrowland? Let's go to Tomorrowland. Maybe that's where the girl who is death lives. I don't know. Yes, maybe that's like <laughs> Funeral Town or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Funeral Town. Uh, what, yeah, that's in uh, what, Epcot. Funeral Town, right? Yeah, we could get, you know, number six up in that Tarzan tree or something. They should Although do a I thing where... I guess it Swiss Family Robinson in the 60s, but yeah. I mean, if I ran Disney World, then there would just be a big giant jar where if someone tries to scatter your ashes... You know, if, they st if you scatter someone's ashes at Disney World, they vacuum them up and just dump them out. So what I would do is just if someone... If basically, if someone tries to scatter your ashes at Disney World, we vacuum them up, put them all in the jar, and the jar just starts getting more and more filled with ashes, and you go there, and it like plays. Oh, there's a death music. Jar. It's like it plays like the minor key. It's a small world the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> where, where is the jar? Is it next to it's a small world? Uh, yes, it's just <laughs> behind it. Because originally, I was envisioning it like right in front of the castle, but it can't yeah. be. It can't be near the haunted mansion because that works. Like that's too not ironic enough. I don't know though if you're like you know because it's like happy ghosts and there's like oh there's all these actual remains of dead people that that's exactly that's why you can't do it you have to put it in like the happy place you have to put it but the whole in, place in, is supposed to be happy that, that castle that big castle put it there right in front okay. of it well, that was my that's yeah that's why that was my first image of where you oh, okay sorry. Jar. yeah is it yeah. how big is it just like a 10 foot tall jar yes okay is it open at the top I mean, can you can people like just dump <laughs> no, it in themselves? No. So you have no. to you have to want to scatter it somewhere in Disneyland, and then and then yeah. like employees once a like, day, like Pluto and, and yeah, Donald once Duck a day like Pluto, they run, they run, they they do they clean the parks yes. and stuff. Yes, once a day, Pluto and and Donald Duck and Goofy just like march up and they're like do 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 do. It's like at four p.m. and they do 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 do, do, do and they dump the more of the ashes into the jar and then they. Go. <laughs> And they go off to do something else. That's why it's such a magical place. Okay. It truly <laughs> anyway, is. The point is, I think that we need to start no considering that the village does have themed lands. Because we've now seen two. <laughs> I think they just have a lot of prop builders. Like, I feel like they just were torn what else, down this village. This, what, this what else are the crazy people on the boat going to do? They build the boat. They're bored of the boat. They need something else. They build a western town. <laughs> I suppose so. Next, they'll build Space Mountain. 
Could you imagine if there was a series just about the people who had to build all the stuff that is just to mess with number six? Is number two's dome kind of Tomorrowland? Would that count as Tomorrow? I mean, but that's not really a land inside a building. That's the planetarium. Is yeah. there a planetarium at Disney World? No. Really? Seems like, like there should be. They had like 360 theaters. Why would they have a planetarium at Disney World? That's too educational. Know. Epcot doesn't. Even, Epcot has like kind of one at the top of Spaceship Earth, I guess. But I went to one at. Uh, I went to the one at there in Space Museum the most recent time I went there, which is probably like six years ago now. But uh, they, you know, you know how typically planetariums have like just stuff projected some on some areas of the dome, but then the stars were projected everywhere. They had some kind of thing where they were just projecting video all over the whole thing. And it was like, yeah, 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 that's Tyson. What, yeah. That's what you do now. I saw um, twice actually uh, at the science museum near here where they, it was like Drymon at the planetarium and Drymon goes through like time tunnels and it's being projected on the entire thing. And you're just like, ah, that and sounds we, awesome. It was awesome. And then we went to another one, uh, a planetarium, like in our, in the, in this town, that one's in the next town over and their chairs were too small. And they like, uh -huh. you couldn't come through, like they weren't built for people as tall as me. So my head would just like fall off the back and it sucked. Uh -huh. That sucks. So I don't want to go back to that planetarium, but I'll go back to the Drymon one for sure. I saw um, it was Neil deGrasse Tyson talking about background radiation, which I think most people would hear that, and that sounds boring to them. But background you know, radiation is, is really exciting. Traveling through time, so this was pretty exciting. Okay, that that is pretty exciting. But like background radiation, though, pretty cool. They met a dinosaur, and it was projected on the entire planetarium screen. Okay, I mean, I I probably would pick that actually <laughs> over the background radiation. Yeah, because then you're just, well, actually, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like, it's comforting to hear Neil deGrasse Tyson talk like Yoda and talk about stuff. Background radiation. <laughs> You've seen the Key and Peele sketch where he's uh, making excuses to his wife. I think I have seen that. It's just yeah, been yeah, a that, while. That one's fantastic. And he's like, <laughs> uh, trippy effects are coming out of nowhere. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, do you think Neil deGrasse Tyson would be, do you think they could keep him in the village if they caught him? Yeah, for sure. Well, he'd have to be a number two, wouldn't he? Doing weird experiments on people. Wow. That's a great idea. <laughs> what if we just re pitch a remake of The Prisoner where it's like Neil deGrasse Tyson is number two? Well, I guess I guess they we have a bunch of McClellan. <laughs> have a bunch of number twos, but one of them could be Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah, who would be number six? Adam Driver. Uh, no, nah, he's he. Uh, he's got too, the wrong tendency. It's, it's too scary. That's a weird thing about Patrick McGowan. Is it's very hard to capture his vibe. You know, I feel it's like not, if you could take Schwarzenegger even, and make him really small and speak English, that would work really well. That doesn't that make any impossible. sense, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has that, but I feel like he has that like Schwarzenegger intensity. Like, I feel like there's some, there's definitely, you could draw a line. I mean, yeah. It's just even to the point where he's sort of playing the same guy over and over and has a catchphrase. Cause, I mean, let's, you know, most of the guest stars are probably technically better actors than McGoohan, but he just has his weird special sauce, you know? Mm hmm. So, yeah, like Schwarzenegger, because he he only, he only has screamy mode and like you know about to explode mode, right? So th those yeah. are McGowan's two modes. <laughs> which one? Which episode was it where he was screaming more than usual? Was that "It's Your Funeral" or was it the I, one I after think, that? 
that or Hammer and Anvil. No, Hammer and Anvil, he was just like doing his own mind game. So I guess he wasn't screaming as much. So maybe he was, he was yeah, pretty calm different. in that. Just yeah, calmly but... listening to albums over and over. <laughs> the same one. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. But those are the two modes of Magoo more or less, right? So, mm -hmm. but they, they work. So yeah, it's kind of, yeah, it's hard to think of who would do that nowadays. I mean, they, again, they tried it, didn't they? So we have a six episode one you can look at to see how that might play out. If we yeah. Jesus versus Gandalf. Yeah. That that should have been the name of the show. That would have been a hit. <laughs> Maybe who knows? We don't know how it ends. Maybe he just gets crucified by Gandalf at the end. Oh, I thought they were gonna have like a magical battle or something. Maybe <laughs> that'd be better. <laughs> Gandalf um, the White versus Jesus the Red. Okay. So anyway, I, I think I feel like we've pretty much finished on, on this one. So mm -hmm. next time is for those keeping track will be the girl who was. Death. <laughs> I thought you'd scream it. Okay. <laughs> I, I, we can't do the same thing four times. Sure, you can. Five. The, the repetitive that happens in this episode, right? In and out of uh, capture and then shoot everybody. Yeah, but the difference between me and this episode is I don't live in a Western town. And if I did, I wouldn't just beat the same guy up over and over. Where do you live in the world of podcasting? Uh, on this show, oh, okay. in prison, in prison, uh, the prisoner prison cast podcastio podcastius network. Find us at patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius. We, we do podcasts. also have many other quality podcasts, such as filth. Wait, I already films and films or films and films or filth. Yeah, you choose the citizen cane of podcasts. Yeah, the game game show, the game show about games. Luke loves Pokemon, Monster Mash, Time Enough podcast, the Twilight Zone podcast. Uh, I, I think called Disney. Out. Yeah. What? What's I that? They ran. I think they ran out of monsters on Monster Mash. I think they're talking about Zelda now. Oh, neat. Okay. Zelda is. is but what is the Zelda is the scariest monster of all? Yeah. So I don't know what the title is. Sorry, folks. I'll probably know it when this airs, but I can't. Like nope. I can't. I can't quantumly transmute well, that, that title to my brain of now. Well, that's actually great because I can actually listen to that podcast because I've played like an hour of Monster Mash or <laughs> Monster Hunter games, but I've definitely played at least 12 Zelda games. Yeah, yeah. Even I've completed a few Zelda games. So, Which ones? What's your favorite? I did the super old school ones, you know, like... Um, uh, CDI one or yeah no yeah no yeah not that <laughs> one <laughs> you know like a link a link, a link in time is that it a link, a link to the to, past a link to the past thank you yeah very good that. choice and, yeah and um and then I played the DS ones the spirit tracks and the and the boat thing which one did you prefer out of those two the boat one yeah so I, I did can't too remember the name of it now uh Phantom Hourglass okay that sounds better than the boat thing okay good the boat Zelda the Legend of Zelda the boat thing. <laughs> uh, no, my favorite is Breath of the Wild. I don't care if you hate weapon breaking. I think it's awesome. And I'm uh, blocking off a bunch of my calendar to play Tears of the Kingdom in a couple months. So, That's yeah. That's where you'll find Mark. Okay. That's where you'll find me on Hyrule. In Hyrule. Mm, there, that made, I was thinking about what I was talking about. <laughs>
Yeah. 